2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law.
3: We're we're trying to get that joint. I, yeah. I just want you to say, hey, we want you to get to the league too. But if, don't kill if, the messenger, brother. If, in the event wondering. it doesn't happen, yeah. can you and would you be willing to come back? Can can we lock that in? Can we lock that I, in right now?
4: Well, you are gonna have to show some nil numbers first off top. You know, don't come. Well, are,
3: are you getting that? Who, who are you negotiating on behalf of? Right I, now?
4: I, again, I don't think he's gonna have another year. Period. Okay. So I just, just want to you know who, don't with think has, who, who uh, like I'm dealing saying. With. What are you doing for nine hundred one day?
5: Uh, my family is having a family reunion. I'm pretty excited about it too because it's typically our family reunions are put together by like the older, like my dad, yeah. mom and dad's generation. Mm-hmm. But this is like the the cousins. All of us are old too, but it's not like it's kids putting it together. But yeah, it's like my generation is putting this family union together. I ain't had nothing to do with it I'm just showing up, but I'm down for it. they are they that this weekend. Up in Middleton, Tennessee, for the most part. Very nice. Yeah, so I'll be travelling back and forth, coming going there, coming back to Memphis. So
4: All the Saints are big people,
5: right? We're all pretty tall. Your brothers. The women a big are, dude, the women are kinda of tall in our family okay. too, so
4: all that yeah. size. This is so a,
3: I have a random <laughs> I have a random question, but I, I I it just struck me to ask you. Mm. So Oprah and The Rock teamed up to... Uh, <laughs> what is this man talking about? I don't know no, where I, he's I, going. I wanna, look at Brad. He's
5: look, like, what is this I, dude talking about? I just, like? just, just
3: want to ask you this. Oprah and The Rock teamed up <laughs> okay. to, uh, to start a fund for Maui. I think The Rock, the Rock lived there once upon a time, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they both donated $5 million of their own money each. To Maui so, for what? For oh, so the wildfires, right? right. Yeah, 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 and And when you read the comments on the Instagram videos, mm-hmm. people are like, you're asking us, how can you guys ask us for to donate when you're both worth the combined, you know, whatever yeah. they're worth? I mean, I mean no, Oprah's, Oprah's yeah. a billionaire. The Rock is probably, you know. Yeah. W- when you see celebrities do that, when they when they you know obviously it's for a good cause, and the, I think the Rock's trying mm. to promote goodwill. Um, do you have that same thought, or or, or I'm just curious, like because I, I kind of went back and forth with. It. I was like, damn, you know. They could do a lot more than five million dollars, I mean, yeah. I, but it's like at the same time, I appreciate them doing anything at all. It's really yeah. not their responsibility. I don't know, like I'm just curious where you come down on that from promise. I, I agree tip. with people
5: like you guys are like out the butthole rich, like why are you asking for my money? like if anything, say we've donated this, whatever you guys give will be dope, okay all right but don't 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 separate your money from no. Well, that's what they. I mean, they
3: they they gave ten million. You know, I mean, but they gave ten million already. They gave ten million of their own. And now they're asking us to give. Yeah, I don't mind it. I thought they were saying no. They 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 publicly announced, hey, Obr gave five and the Rock gave five. And they they
5: they want us to give too. Yeah. I mean, I don't care.
3: Okay. About it. But the it's just funny. It's just crazy to me, like how the comments. Like my first thing is like, how can you take this and and be mad about that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, they're not they're not obligated to do yeah. anything. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just citizens of of America.
5: But the crazy thing I see is uh, whatever the sports book that Jamie Fox advertises, uh, people in the comments are <laughs> talking about being a clone. Like that's. That's the crazy thing I see. Was
4: there a part of you that believed that? No. I, I didn't think so. That's the thing That's now. That's why you said it's crazy. We
5: yeah. can't even let people die in peace, Yeah, you, bro. Can't, it's, you can't get sick. You can't take the time off. You can't fall back for a minute. Because when you come back out, it, you're it, This it,
4: thing it, is weird, though, right? Because he looks the same. And I don't yeah, see any he's evidence just, he of just stroke sick. or anything. He's
5: got like very distinct like
3: parts of his face that are 1 million percent the same, dude. If you die, you t- died because you took the vaccine, right? Yeah. And if you, if you are ill— and you recover? You died, <laughs> probably because of the vaccine, and, then and you are a clone
5: to, go, to cover up the fact that you died from the vaccine. Like people not just this America
3: today, people just like like you're you're dead because of the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin is dead. This whoever he is, that person is not him. Yeah, you know it's just crazy what we uh, talk ourselves into. He and, died and they brought him back
5: because they. I, I would
3: like to believe that I don't have any friends that would comment something like that. Yeah, I hope uh, you. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. this is a clone. But you never know. You ain't
4: got some friends that say Brony uh, collapsed because of the. Oh yeah, of course. That's, you don't. That's you that's don't that's have it. friends that would say that. I, I mean, I hope not. Say Brony collapsed because of the vaccine.
3: This has another one. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a, like, that you hear
4: it all the time and see yes, it all the time now on these kids with yeah. these heart conditions. and, and it, People like, co- swooping into the comments saying,
3: "Told you." Athlete gets in a car accident. COVID vaccine, <laughs> <That's fine stuff. laughs> you know? I mean, it's yeah. just the truth. I, I mean, our, yeah, our we, live in, we live in wild times. Man, dystopian ass backwards times, yeah. bro. No doubt about it. He mm-hmm. is Anthony Sane. Follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Catch him on the uh, Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. We'll come back. Jason and John, trying to FM,
1: ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN is Memphis' football station. This is Bob Kessling of the Ball Network. Be here each Saturday for all the exciting action of Tennessee football. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Tennessee opens the season Saturday, taking on Virginia from Nashville's Nissan Stadium. Coverage starts at 9 with a kickoff set for 11 a.m.
3: This is Coach Josh Heupel. Follow the balls all season long here on your home for Tennessee football. 92.9 FM, ESPN
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Station.
3: The Live Love Memphis group wants to help you. You're thinking about a move, whatever your reason may be. You need somebody that can take care of you, handle it for you. Help you get the most money for your home. Help you make an informed decision. That's where the Live Love Memphis team comes in. They see them all, all kinds of different reasons. I know that you may think and read the headlines about the interest rates and all that. Man, these houses are flying. It ain't changed nothing in Memphis. Live Love as busy as ever. So if you want to get in touch, talk to them, see what the deal is, see what kind of work they can do for you, reach out. So to LiveLoveMemphis.com. Yep. Or you can call
4: 901-625-5200 like I did five years ago. I'm so glad I made the call. I was a fool that I didn't make the call sooner. Don't be like me. Uh, I thought I had it figured out that it was going to take me thousands of dollars to even put my home on the market, thousands of dollars I didn't have. Once I called Jennifer Carsonson, I found out how wrong I was. She said, do this, this, this. We're going to settle for this, and that's exactly what happened. Then she helped us find our dream home. So whether you're on the buying or selling side, if you are even in a renting situation, don't know if you can afford a mortgage. She'll help you there too. If there's a pathway to home ownership, she'll get you there. 901 625 5200 They're the best. It's a live love episode of Love Love to Soto teams at the real estate agents.
3: Every day around this time we do the rundown. Let's go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 929 FM
1: ESPN. First story.
3: Uh okay, so just uh your your US uh, World Cup update here, as you know I like to do. Uh they had a game very early this morning. I think it was like at 340 AM. Uh, our time here so that is sort of the, the the peril sometimes of this uh you know this time differences. you don't get to watch the games you know what i'm saying like they're uh, they're all a lot of them are taking place you know i, I got up this more what's the case on the gold medal game uh that one i gotta believe is going be, to be a uh, little more watchable you know, yes certainly. i mean i would yeah. think like a sunday morning probably like a sunday at eight okay. nine thing kind of deal um I, I, I had Slovenia plus 7.5 this morning, um, so I was up, and I was, you know, watching that game. Um, I guess that it, it, is, it is a cool way to start your day, just, like, watch, like, NBA players, you know, like, hooping at 7 o'clock in the morning. In this case, it was 3.40 in the morning. I was dead asleep through that. You know, I took my gummies, and I was out like a light.
4: Were you taking two a night?
3: Like a light. I, I'm doing three. You know, I, it's, like a, it's like a tranquilizer. You know, it's like a, I, I don't want to be woken up. I don't want to have to deal with nothing, you know. Uh, three. But what if you had to get up? Would you be uh, able to? Yeah, it doesn't I knock think, you out like that. I think I would be if able to if there was to, a fire or something. Yeah, I yeah. think I would certainly be able okay. to be um, you know, stirred if, if that were the case, but uh, outside of that, leave me the hell alone. Okay. Daddy's yeah. sleeping, you know? Yeah. So, gummies uh, are in. Gummies have been uh, uh ingested, ingested and uh, you know, they're entering the bloodstream and we're going to dream about You just be careful with that. Where you get them from? These are uh, Z-Quills. These are like NyQuil gummies. You just buy those in Walgreens or something? It's not not like I'm taking damn edibles. Be careful on that stuff. All right. Um, But the United States uh, played uh, a game against Montenegro, and who you would know, Nikolai Busevich. That is their uh, feature player. And, buddy, he did have a game, 18 and 16.
4: Looked like he belonged back in the league, dominating.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, two-time All-Star. Is he he still a bull? I, I don't know. You don't know if Vucevic is a bull? He is very much a bull. He averaged uh, 17 and 11 for you guys. Oh, that was that was actually – that's his uh, FIBA stats. He's averaging 15 and 11 uh, – or 17 and 11. So I don't know uh, what he did for you guys and last hollow numbers. No, it was 17.6 and 11. Okay, that's not his FIBA numbers. That's 17.6 and 11. That was the worst trade
4: ever. It hadn't helped
3: us at all. Yeah, it really hasn't done much, has it? Um, but uh, after being down at the half, the United States did go on to uh, – do what they do, which is turn it on when they feel like it, and they pulled away from Montenegro late. Um,
4: Your boy Reeves hit a big shot up four, I think it was.
3: Yes. So their next game, uh, I think they're, they're through no matter what, but their next game is um, against Jonas in Lith- Lithuania on Sunday at 740. They are 16-point favorites. In that game,
4: go get hammered on boards. Tell you that right now.
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any incentive for the United States in this one. Uh, I think no matter what. I, I'm, I don't You keep saying, it. I
4: thought when I read that Windhorse wrote there, it got him closer to, so there's still some chance. It didn't, It this first win doesn't lock them in until the next round, although it said put themselves in much stronger position. So there must, so there must still be some way. But maybe, John, maybe though, with the other results. Uh, maybe that, that have come down since. It's changed, but I'm pretty sure Winhorse had in his game story that it moved them in stronger position to advance.
3: Yeah, I I thought they were already through. It I does. Mean,
4: They're going to get through, so it's not going to
3: matter. I this will say, like, it's just it's so weird. Uh, I know, the whole second-round thing. Like, they, they don't make I, I, it very easy to understand, you know, like
4: in terms of uh, – That's because usually, John, they don't have to worry about people caring as yeah. much as you do.
3: Well, so uh, Canada is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Spain. They winner of that game is moving on. Uh, winner of that game is moving on. Germany is a five and a half point favorite over Slovenia. Um, these are the teams that you have to worry about, right? These are the teams that are uh, that are relevant. I think they're like um, like Montenegro and I think like some of these it's like the loser, the winner of the two teams that lost in the group. Winner moves on. I think. Um, but look, the United States is sixteen point favorite against Lithuania. Like they're gonna, uh, they're gonna find a way to advance, and then it's just a matter of uh, can you make another
4: Here it is. They've updated the victory along with Lithuania's win Friday puts Team oh. USA in the okay, World Cup quarterfinal. Okay, along with Lithuania's yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they updated that, so it was it was Lithuania doing what right. they did. So there is no there
3: is no incentive.
4: Now you're through. There's no incentive.
3: Right. Um, but maybe, you ain't going there. You're not going. To. They're gonna lay down, but you could probably see you could probably see a lot I mean, more it's like walker, be walker Kessler, Kessler day yeah. is what it's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. And is that you know does does Lithuania have any reason to play? Is also the question. Don't know. I, I don't know their status at this point. That's just more of an against yeah. the spread thing. Um, but anyway, um, there you go. United States gets the win. They're advancing uh, in the World Cup, and I I, I am excited. I'm excited for a, a gold medal game against you know Germany probably. Um, you know, uh, Slovenia maybe. I mean, it, uh, that's sort of what you're you're pointing towards now. But uh, the United States did exactly what they had to do. They they got the dub against a uh, a tough Montenegro team, and they are moving on.
4: Yeah. Next story. Yeah, Jackson had foul trouble early in the game, like uh, saying mentioned, and wasn't credited with a rebound in that game. So hopefully they can uh, they can be better on the boards going forward. Um, moving on. Uh, I'll make this quick. SMU's SMU is going to the ACC. We have to talk about it. And Mike Resco has said, as the AAC looks now for what it's going to do, uh, that he is not going to expand west. Look to, uh, to add those former, well, still current Pac-12 schools, Pac-4 schools, Pac-2 schools, whatever it is, Washington State, Oregon State. Uh, Oresko come out and said, AAC ain't interested. It's probably more like you ain't going to get them. Uh, is what it is. I agree with John there. Uh, for SMU, we talked about the particulars. You know, Much had been made of what they were willing to do to get into the ACC, put off payment for seven years. Well, that seven-year plan changed to a nine-year plan. Once those presidents uh, had gathered together, uh, nine years SMM, SMU would be going without a conference payout uh, to get in. And as far as Cal and Stanford, we mentioned it. They're going to go first seven years. It's a 30% payout of the whole share and that whole share now will be between 50 and 60 million it's a 30 percent payout for seven years uh that goes up numbers gonna jump to 70 percent in year eight they get 75 percent in year nine and then in year 10 they start to get the full payout so uh they are not paying the price that certainly that smu is paying to get in but they are they are taking less and why they had to uh, because as we as we knew when all this started they don't pr- they don't add much value, but mm-hmm. it's in terms of what they're, you know, uh, not taking that creates this new pool of money, that I suppose for now uh, at least quiets down uh, Florida State and the rest of them. But remember, Florida State was one of those three still non-votes uh, uh, of no uh, on expansion here. Uh, Florida State ain't happy, and as damel wrote and John alluded to earlier, the 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 feeling is the tenor has not changed in terms of their want to eventually. Uh, get out of the ACC, and we'll see what that leads to, you know, down the road here. What do you mean? Is it 2036 that Grant Rice goes to? And so we'll see what happens, and and I guess we'll be paying closer attention here in Memphis than than they are in other parts of the country, other regions, because perhaps at some point if Florida State does leave, goes SEC or whatever it is, uh, it wouldn't just be them, Clemson, and others, and maybe that opens another you know, sort of expansion or, or realignment window for Memphis in terms of to the ACC, but that feels so down the road right now. Again, Florida State, which was mad about you know getting thirty million less in media rights, in it's uh, deal uh, in terms of its payout. You know, you now you're between fifty and sixty, and it could shut you up for 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 a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that said, it's not good news for Memphis. There's no way to uh, to spin this positive. And uh, as we sort of said in the open there, all you can do is, is worry about yourself. And we've seen sort of Laird Veach and Bill Hardgrave come out, start that process uh, earlier this week when they're you know, talking about what the next step for Memphis is. And that's just hoping you can get that $200 million to put you in a better position, at least from a facility standpoint, to, to look good for some of these conferences. But ain't nothing shaking anytime soon.
3: Yeah, Clemson put a statement out um, about the uh, additions. I just want to read to you. Clemson's leadership has been aligned and consistent throughout this process and continues to position our university for long-term success. We respect the conference membership's decision and welcome the University of California, Berkeley, Southern Methodist University, and Stanford University to the ACC. That folks said, we respect the decisions. Like, that, like it, could it not be more obvious? Like, it, the, the, they are sick about this.
4: And they should Remember, be. Remember, them two were one of the yes. three. It was NC State that flipped. Yes. Clemson, Forest State, North Carolina, all voted no.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> folks, we respect the
4: decision. That's crazy. Just, just set aside the football. Somebody, I think the Athletic wrote about this too, or, or I saw a headline somewhere else. I believe it was with the Athletic. Just the idea that ACC basketball is still elite when you're adding Cal, mm-hmm. Stanford, and SMU. You know, Louisville, look where Louisville's at now. I mean you you there is a there's a lot of bad basketball programs in that league now and again it's not driven by that but just the I, I I will say the prestige of ACC basketball, uh, my gosh, is that taking a hit
3: with the additions of these schools. It's a joke. It's a serious joke.
4: And we used to look at them and call them the blue bloods and everything else. I guess you could still say that about North Carolina, dude. But that that league as a whole,
3: yeah, elite nah. in
4: basketball? Nah, nah.
3: Mm-mm. No, dude. not with
4: this. Um,
3: there's too much trash in it. And then I saw, I saw recently, just just when you started talking, I saw um, from an athletic uh, from an athletic writer about Oregon State. They were talking to the Oregon State president, or the Oregon State president was was talking. Uh, yeah, Jayathi Murthy on the possibility of preserving the Pac-12. Quote: It is possible, but there's no question that's much more complicated. The road ahead is much more arduous. So that would lead like if the fact that they are still speaking in the present tense you know that now that there's only two left mm-hmm. would would add credence to the to the tweet about potentially the AAC's top 4 to 6 going over there you know but that would kill the AAC you know and the the would would be fired mm-hmm. and i guess Aresco would overtake You know, is it the AAC still at that point? No, because you you want to preserve the Pac-12 so you keep that automatic bid for two years, right? I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I don't know what the uh, legal ramifications are there. I'm still trying to figure out Mikey's case. I can't be be trying to figure out antitrust in college football at the same time. I mean, my hourly is just not that.
4: And you're already fatigued on those gummies.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm already kind of groggy, you know, Watching uh, in the studio, in the Purdue studio, they're enjoying their corkies. You
4: still really want to talk about a merger, but, but between that ain't happening.
3: Bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I mean, again, it's, it's Jayathi Murthy said that is a possibility. So if, if it was a, you know, if it was dead, he would say, you know, we're going to try to find our next home, would he not?
4: I'm just not gonna put much stock in it. I'm
3: sorry. I mean, Look, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. You're not gonna get my hopes up. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that either. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, please, let's preserve the Pac-12, please, 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 please." No, like, I, I'm not losing. No. You know, I'm not losing sleep over that. Uh, at the same time, you know, that could be interesting. If it's if it's Oregon State, it's better. It's just better. Oregon State, Washington State, Memphis, Tulane. Um, damn, I just froze like Mitch McConnell. Uh,
4: USF fool. Oh yeah, USF a storied AAC program.
3: USF, yep, 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 yep. Uh,
4: run out pretty quick.
3: Damn. Of worthies. But do we have the Worthy money for the that, candidates. bro Can we get Oregon State? To, that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, like, damn that's a hell of a haul. Um, who's the? We're not getting to six. With from the AAC, ain't no way you have to have somebody from the Mountain West make this damn thing up. Because mm. I, I just don't, I don't think there's enough. Uh, Memphis, Tulane, USF—that's three. SMU is gone; they would have been the fourth. I, I got nobody else. I mean, yeah. How sad is that? UTSA is broke. No thanks. Uh, and we know they'll they'll be back to irrelevance. FAU, same problem. Um, you're, and you have usF so that achieves that although you could maybe do it at Florida Atlantic as a partner there with usF but man that's brutal temples no right would you do temple oh dude this is nasty yeah so I mean that's the that is the problem with like keeping this thing together is like with what like this ain't even this ain't even gorilla glue this thing is janky as hell yeah. once you get past like the top two so Look, I don't know. It's not, There's no good answers, I think. I was going to say,
4: how, how much would I have to pay you to be Memphis' athletic director right now? How tough a job is that? It's a thankless one. We know that is. already. But in terms of what you're charged with, what they, what people want you to do, and the reality.
3: You would have to pay me at least 650000 which is going to be more than the next television deal that this league gets. I can promise your ass that. I mean, this thing is whack. <laughs> that's pretty bad uh, but yeah uh, that's I, I appreciate you going I know that's not easy for you to do uh, well I needed to
4: do the nuts and bolts of it game for those that
3: that shows some growth on worn your part up on the- um, that you are willing to t- tackle such a topic no one to fool I mean two your first two topics to run now have been your sort of adversaries you know uh, in people World Cup and people woke up in conference realignment um, but you did it and I'm proud of you mm-hmm. next story we're going to tackle something you love Memphis football. Ba da they are taking on Bethune Cookman, the Wildcats. They're uh hell they might be in the AAC here soon. I guess you do have to replace SMU, don't you? I mean who the hell you gonna play? App State or something. Oh yeah, somebody like that. They'll be happy to join. Uh Army. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I guess Army would be an idea because you already have Navy for football, so yeah, I guess that's one way you could you could do it. Um, but I I, I, I refuse to, to be depressed anymore. I'm going to move on. I'm going to do the sunny side up here. Uh, Memphis taking on. Bethune Cookman. Explosiveness. We've been promised explosiveness. We've been promised. So I, that dynamism. Translated, I need at least 40 tomorrow. Yes. Right? Yes. I, oh, 40? Bro. At least that's the basement. I mean, 40 is like, if you just hit 40, it's like, damn, dude, that was a struggle. I think it needs to be 50. I think Ryan Silverfield should run this score up. No, if it's 42 to seven, you'll be fine. 42 to seven? No, I won't. What? I will not be okay with 42 to seven. That's not enough. I'm sorry, bro. The, the number's not going to be 34 and a half for Memphis tomorrow. It's going to be like 41, 43 and a half. Like it's going to be. I need so how you sound 56. like they need at
4: least 50. You need at least 50. If I'm Ryan Silverfield, well that's taking it up a notch.
3: I'm dead ass serious. If I'm Ryan Silverfield, I'm running up the score. I just am. I'm running up the score. And it's not about. It, it's
4: not about running it up as much as you need to see everybody.
3: Well, I'm running. I'm keeping Seth Hennigan out there. No. Yes, bro. No, you're not. Oh, I know you want to see Tevin up Dude, close and personal. Okay.
4: Seth Hinton gets hurt in the fourth quarter of a blowout against Bethune Cookman. You should be fired today, John Martin.
3: Well, we we don't know because that.
4: you wanted to keep him out there to run up the score. I'm
3: not saying I would like drop him back every damn time, but I'm saying I would definitely run the score up. I would. I would. Uh, push. I would push the tempo. I would not just let. I would not. I'm with all that. I would not do this damn handshake agreement where you know we just run the ball 50 straight times just to get out of here because we have a 30 point lead. Hell no! Oh no no no! I don't think I'm trying to get my fan base back. Yeah. So I got to run this thing up on you, Coach. I mean, I hate to say it, like this is my job. This is my livelihood on the line here. Um, And even though it's not going to fix anything if you win by 50 against Bethune Cookman, you'll feel a lot better because I want I don't have to worry about this damn Minnesota radio host on my ass on Monday because I didn't score 50 points. So, I'm going to do that. I'm just saying that's going through my head. You know, if I'm, if I'm the Memphis football coach right now, I need people off my ass. I need people off my back. So, let me go out there and let me put together as many points and generate Man, but, as much but, offense as I can. Yeah,
4: I hear that, but, but you don't do it that way. You do it by going 3 and 0. Like, like you know, that, that's the right way to do that. And by well, figuring I mean, yes, out in these true. three games yes. who, who these guys are, who I'm your saying ones Saturday. are. Like it, I understand what you're saying, and I hope they run up the score, too. But it's not, uh, that's the thing you're not going to prove it, John. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get the the check mark. Okay, Memphis is back explosive. Even if they score 55 on Bethune Cookman, yeah. Because again, it's Bethune Cookman, so it's got it needs to be. I'm I'm, it needs to be three weeks. Of impressiveness, uh, well, yes. to be honest with you, and a three and and0 start is what's going to start to get people. You talking about Brian
3: Silfield trying yeah. to get the heat off of him? Yeah, that's how you get the well, heat now, off. Now, of you, now you skipping weeks here. I'm talking about just Saturday, it, it, and it's you, not
4: skipping weeks. You're too focused on points in
3: one game. Well, is my point? And it I, won't I, you, matter if you lose to Navy. I hundred percent. Exactly. Saying, if it, it needs to look like what UCF did last night to Kent State, fifty six to six, that's cool. That's Who did they do that to? Kent State. Okay. I mean. Yeah, I'd like to see fifty-six-six. Like that's and it was like never in doubt. Like Kent State had a couple big big plays. Past that, it was just an absolute destruction by John Reese Plumley uh, and that group. You know, it needs to it needs to look like that. Um, and if it does, it'll be great. And if it's more like forty-two to tw- twenty-one or forty-two to seventeen, we're gonna have questions. We're gonna have we're gonna have concerns. Uh, I think at that point, point. and that is the sort of downside of playing a team like this. I mean, it's it's good because it's a guaranteed win. But if you don't dominate the way that you should, and I, again, we won't know a number on this probably until tomorrow. Uh, and I think that's just a good gauge of what the market thinks about you. Um, and the market is usually more right than it is wrong. Um, and if you don't do that, then I, yes, I think we'll have concerns. But look, I expect it to be a good night. Uh, I expect it to be, uh, you know, as you mentioned, just a, a, a display of fireworks um, and, uh, and, and and all good. You know, everybody's back in the building. You know, football season is back again in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, things feel good. So Memphis taking on Bethune-Cookman. Everything officially kicks off tomorrow.
4: Next story. Uh, Juicy J's got a book coming out. John Bifus got a great review of it. I was drawn in just by the opening to, to Bife's story over at Commercial CommercialPeel.com. The first line of Juicy J's book, Chronicles of the Juice Man, uh, a juice man, but it's M A N. So you got you know, but it should be it really it should be M A N E. It really should. Chronicles of the Juice Man. Uh, they made a mistake there. A memoir. He writes, Memphis is an evil place. Those are the first five words of the book. Apparently, the first sentence of the first chapter, according to Bifus. Really interested in this book because, as Bifus puts it, it's a it's, a, it's you know, in terms of the stories, three six, everything they experienced, obviously. Uh, going on to win an Oscar, what, What? excuse me, a best original song they won for an Academy Award uh, back in 2006. Uh, this, the rise from, you know, mixtape, dudes on cassette tape to mainstream. Just that alone, an incredible story. But the way he talks about the city of Memphis and how while he, it's sort of a love-hate relationship I think is the way that you know, we sort of view this city sometimes. Lamenting our, you know, our, our, our flaws and faults and you know the crime, everything else that we've got, but also knowing too, we talk about it all the time. Whether it's a, a Mike Miller or whoever else, uh, other guys that Zeebo, uh, when they've moved here to Memphis and found something special, we've uh, we've held that up too. And I think this book is is juicy, sort of gets to the heart of that about how, yeah, you know, I mean, we've, it's a place where Young Dolph was killed, you know, um, but it's also a place that gave him, you know, his musical passion, the passion that he has for music, and so a double-edged sword there, and he's writing about it, and Bifus talks about there's contradictions all through the book. As he writes, Memphis is a dark city, literally and figuratively. It rains, and you have thunderstorms. Throughout my childhood, it was overrun with crime and mayhem. I felt like Memphis literally was hell. And then as Bifus points out, just a few pages later, as I get older, my love for Memphis continues and has only deepened. Um, and he talks about what he says was a mistake after they won that, uh, that at the Academy Awards, they won that award for Best Original Song 2006, he says that him and Paul made a mistake moving out to fake and phony Hollywood and leaving Memphis then.
3: Mm. Damn. That's interesting.
4: I didn't know. Because uh, the money was there in the immediate. I want to say there was reality TV shows and everything after they'd won that that, that Oscar for best original song. And, of course, that's drawing you. in Hollywood, saying, come on, we absolutely love you. And the money's there initially. But um, it sounds like, to me, it felt like going out there, you, you lose some of your you can lose some of your soul as well, and you lose what what made you Memphis, what got you to the point that you are. Yeah. So anyway, interested uh, interested in the book by Juicy J, and if you if you if you'd like, there's like I said, a, a fantastic breakdown of it over commercialbill.com from the great John Bifus.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we'll come back. Lots more to cover on the show. Kelly in Vegas going to join us at 125. we We'll talk all things college football week one with her and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I'm trying to film ESPN.
1: responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: And pretty Hardaway had a press conference. Uh, I don't know if this press conference it's a media availability uh, as he was introducing, I guess not introducing, but just sort of breaking in the new, um, you know, Tom Lee Park and things like that. Um, and while he was there and uh, and, and and doing his av- availability, he talked about Mikey Williams and waiting and seeing and all that, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Uh, but he also said something interesting, which is that uh Derek Rose, Memphis Grizzlies point guard, reached out to him, so Derek Rose reached out to Penny Hardaway shortly after he signed with the Grizzlies back in July, mm-hmm. and that's when he told Penny that he wants to be around this tiger team and he wants to be more involved with the program.
4: Oh, sweet words on 901
3: day which uh, amen, amen, brother. I um,
4: needed this, yeah. John. Thank you. Well, it could Messenger. Be,
3: it couldn't be more obvious. I mean, with the number, with the choosing the Grizzlies over the Lakers, as Joey Dorsey told us, uh, with reaching out to Penny, you know, that this 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 almost feels like a uh you know, I think we, we really nailed it when we talked about it uh, the day it happened, which is this is a healing, not just for Memphis, but for Derek. Um, that he gets to come back to Memphis and he gets to uh, you know, make amends. So to speak, not that he himself has anything to make amends for, but just closing the book, closing the chapter on Memphis um, and, and most likely ending his basketball playing career here in Memphis um, will very likely be the last time he dribbles a basketball on an NBA floor as a Grizzly. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful story. I, I suspect, you know, we'll see a Netflix documentary about it on untold amazingly they will not cover the SAT they'll leave that out that's what they do right we don't need that in there Yeah, see, yes
4: clearinghouse cleared him
3: yeah but it did happen I mean it was wrong but it did happen so you'd have to you'd have to if you're going to do a documentary you're going to have to address that or else you're going to get the crit- the critiques much like you've criticized the Florida documentary are you prepared for that
4: I'm fine with a whitewashed
3: story. It would be a good uh, documentary, though, wouldn't it? 0708, the Memphis basketball squad that came so close.
4: That oh, it'd be a fantastic documentary. Had it all
3: stripped away unfairly. The it,
4: yeah, The deal with Andre Allen you can get into yeah. and all that stuff. And how. Flush Club with the year before.
3: The, I, mean, you could go, I mean, it'd be great. we got to pitch that, man. I know you're, you're, you're a little bit more familiar with how to do that than I am, considering you've been a part. You were the first voice. You were an executive producer of that movie.
4: I love how you've taken my word healing, so I'm going to have to move on. Let you have that one.
3: Yeah. I think I said like uh, full circle. Yeah,
4: healing was mine. Yeah. Um but so I'm I'm gonna move on if you'll allow me. Derek reaching out symbolic. It's what you needed. Right? Because the efforts had been made over the years of Memphis reaching out to Derek. So it, it, just back to the point of you know, Penny talking about this and Derek reaching out want to be more of a part. That was the, always the key mm-hmm. was Derek coming, you know, extending the hand.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, and how would you get him to that point? Would he ever get to that point? There was no promise of it, and so that's it's all. I, I just I find it awesome, man. That it sounds like he wants to at least be you know sort yeah. of an, an active member again. You know, for you know former former Tiger, those kinds of things. be active again. That's great. That's a great thing for your program. You know, just Derek Rose wearing Tigers gear again in pictures. That's fantastic because again, that relationship had 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 soured. Uh, it was at one point non-existent for the most part, and so. You, you, but then you see, you know, you start to see the interviews where Derek talks about his time here and that it did mean something. So it has felt like a, proce- uh, a process to get to this point and almost storybookish to your point that these could be his last days uh, as, a, you know, as an NBA guy back here in the place that, that sort of it all, you know, in, in many ways it, it, it started. Uh, it certainly started in Chicago, but let's be real. I mean, the, the, that, that limelight really got bigger with what he did that freshman year here at Memphis. So it's it's a it's a great Memphis sports story. There's no question about it. And we and we could use these right now.
3: Yeah, man. I love it. Right.
4: Yeah, I'd love to get another one, uh, NCAA letting DeAndre Williams in. You know, that those kinds of, but this this is good for a time where look you can look around and see a lot of uh see a lot of headlines that'll depress you right now and it comes to Memphis sports. This is this is a good one. Yeah, you're right. I have given up on the idea of of Derek Rose presser though. I th- I guess we've discussed that a little bit. I guess at this point now you just do it media day wise because you're so removed from the actual signing. Um,
3: I'll put the, I'll, I'll do a press conference. My only thing with that is, you know,
4: this story needs Derek by himself getting questioned by Daily Memphian. You know what I'm saying? Like putting that as part of media day, it just you know might minimize it a, a tad. So anyway, yeah, I'm sure you know what it, it's probably Derek Rose that decided. You know, I ain't gonna do the press conference. So if if that's the case, you can't fault the man. It's clear that he wants to be part of Memphis again.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he'll he he will get there uh, at some point. I mean, it may not be like in a standalone capacity, but the time will come. You 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 don't worry about that. All right, you just you just sit back and you just wait, okay? And you just be ready for the documentary. Now, who's
4: doing this documentary? Running Pony?
3: Mm-mm. No, it needs to be it needs to be somebody. We need to have some new people. It's time for some new blood. I think nobody's better equipped to do it than you and I we can we can get we's got to get the camera crew we got to hire a camera crew but I think we can tell the story we have the contacts to it gets it's the interviews you know we can tell the story
4: it's Cal knows you now
3: Cal don't have to know me Well, he ain't gonna come on if he don't know you you I, you're gonna tell the story without Cal <clears throat> Cal will do it bro all right who who, who who are you gonna do it for who are we gonna do it for Calkins no I, I cow has nothing against me. He don't know me. I'm one of the very few media members in Memphis that has not crossed him. You know, he I have I, I I mean I probably would have if he was the coach, but I have I was not in media when he was the coach. I had nothing but the utmost respect for him when he was coaching. I was a fan, you know. So uh, it's it's I think I have that advantage. You know, I can I can pull those heartstrings. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid when I was a kid in Memphis when you were coaching. Man, I wanted to I wanted to I went to Memphis because you don't care about that. I went to Memphis because of your teams. I'm dead ass serious. We got a chance, man. I think we can we could pitch it. We could get a get a little episode on uh on told. It's an interesting enough story.
4: If we if running pony ain't already ahead of us.
3: I don't think running pony does stuff like that. I mean, we could maybe contract the man to shoot the video, but we gotta tell the story. We gotta we gotta be the uh the, the you know I guess would that be executive producer, director? Is that what it would be? You know? I mean, it's not hard to direct a documentary to say, hey. Interview this guy, interview that guy. We need to have footage from this game and that game. We need to have, you know, this, that, the other, you know, just make sure all that's there. <clears throat> I guess that's how you direct a documentary, and then you just, I guess, put in an order. Is that how it would work?
4: I don't know, man. You would put the scene. Just okay. give me executive producer credit.
3: Who do we want to start with? Whose voice do we need to start with?
4: Because uh, from the time it was you. It's It it needs to be Derrick Rose's voice first, to be honest with you. Derrick Rose's that's voice is first. That's the one that's going to suck people into the documentary. Interesting. The voice that's so rarely heard. Interesting. And that's so rarely been heard on this story.
3: Well, look, I, now,
4: I you just talk about the best start ever. Yeah, you get some narrator or whatever else. You get you start with Derrick Rose. Yeah, his words, you know, coming here. What so, do you someday
3: I would like to do that. Someday I think I, you know, I, if that story never gets told, I'd like to pursue it. I'd like to because uh, it meant a lot to me, and I don't know that there's a nat- Like I don't know if somebody nationally will do it because it's such a local thing to Memphis, and they didn't win a title. It's about a
4: runner-up finish. Yeah, anybody right. national checking in for that.
3: Right. But man, it's such a I, I think it would do so well, uh, you know, here locally. And I even think a national audience would remember, Oh man, that Memphis team was friggin' awesome, man. They beat UCLA, they be But Texas. but how do you end that
4: documentary with any anything that's not just def- deflating there at the end with the actual game? You, you, what do you do? Do you use the, you have the, to use the Rose careers of each guy and to, Derek Rose coming to, back as the use happy that. ending?
3: Yeah, you have to use Derek Rose coming back as the like, you know, hey, Joey Dorsey came back. Derek Rose came back, you know, like a lot of those guys did eventually come back. And hopefully by the time the Netflix documentary airs on this that we're creating, they will have been honored. That is my hope. What's the name? The name?
4: Is it obvious?
3: Strict Liability, colon, the Memphis basketball story.
4: That's what? actually good because that phrase was used so much back then.
3: But yeah. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's, like, I could just see, like, we could just, like, run, like, a bunch of newspaper headlines. Rose ineligible, Rose ineligible, you know, the, 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 a dream season, you know. It, although it was a little weird, it was, like, it happened after the fact. We didn't even know about it as it was happening. That but was the weird part.
4: Promise me you won't have uh, JT and Nelly Furtado nope. as the opening song.
3: Nah, it's going to be uh, Hans Zimmer. He's going to do our score. You know, except oh, I got a score. In yeah. It. Oh, yeah. We got, dude, we're going to do yeah, it right. I, I mean, I got, I got, I mean, we've got a big budget, bro. Yeah, I'm really trying to be the director. Like $500 for if, you. If you're looking at the score as well. You got to have a score, bro. Got to have. Let me see
4: Don't think you'll find anywhere to use that.
3: No, yeah, dude, it's it going to be. It only
4: a, can be used
3: here. Highlights. I'd highlights mean. when Joey Dorsey's dunking on, you know, uh, uh, was it Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah. That was the year, right? Yeah. Dunking on Michigan State. TDR and Kevin Love like that's yeah, like just
4: the, the CR one.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So
4: I like this idea.
3: Man, I'm telling you Derrick Rose coming back to Memphis is giving it a chance. He's giving the documentary a chance. If if you know because Forget the doc, I mean just have a reunion though. That ha- that yeah, has to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll get everybody together as a, great idea. as a release party like a like a premiere party, you know what I'm saying? Bro, this is I believe that this could happen. And I believe that uh it needs to be made. So I won't give up on. It, it may only air on WKNO. But we going to get that thing made because I think I think the guys are ready to talk about it. I know you got a couple. The players are. Yeah. You.
4: But you, you. If you don't have Rose and Cow, you don't. It's not going to do. Well, anything. I think
3: we can get Rose. I think we can get him, and then, and then the Cal, I think what's Cow going to say? No, I don't want to be a part of that. You got to pay. I mean, me. He is still the coach of Kentucky. I know, but he he can he can set aside an hour of his day to talk about that damn team. He loves his players. He would do it for his players. He would do it for those. Uh, been, I believe that. I believe know. that. Um, he's still Texan Antonio Burks happy birthday. He, Bro,
4: you tell us that every week.
3: Oh, but it's, it's a it's a good example. It's a good example of what Cal will do for his former players, man. I know that uh, you know clashes with y'all's narrative, but it's true. But anyway, Derrick Rose reached out to Penny, said he wants to come back to the program, um, and that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's a wonderful thing. And it's nice to have confirmation of that and not speculate on it. Hopefully he'll have some time to get over there and see everything, and he won't recognize it. No question about that. He won't recognize campus. He won't recognize. Um, oh, so much has changed. Yeah, man. It's it's the land bridge. Don't forget that. I mean, it's been a lot of a lot of great change. I guess that. back then the Finch Center was. Yeah, that's where state, he who- state of the art. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was a little older though by then, right? I mean, it was like built in 03 or something like that. Oh one, oh three. Did Cal have that done? Was that a Cal production? Like he pushed for that? Mm-hmm. Okay, he got here in two thousand. So. You know, between oh one and oh three, so oh, I mean, it was still newish, a few years old. I guess it's it was as new to that to Derek as the current facility is to the current the players now, right? Mm. So still great, um, but it pales in comparison to what they got though. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, and I wonder and like Palace. I wonder like does that pale in in comparison to the newest thing? You know, it's like it's just like they're just keeping up. Someday we'll we look back at the Lori Walton as it's a it's a, it's pristine it's it's palatial. When we look back on it and say, man, it's just, we got to do more, got to have something else. Gonna
4: be hard if we don't get that ACC money at some point down the road.
3: <laughs> that's that's facts, man. That's facts. Anyway, good stuff there uh, from Penny on D. Rose. We'll come back. Kelly and is gonna join us from Wager Talk. Does a uh, show on Superbook Sports. Talk to her about college football week one, some things she's looking at, um,
2: and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I Turn fan. ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.